back everybody to your creativity we have a panel of multi-hyphenates with us today it is the cast of mystery science theater 3000 live how are you guys we're so good, good. excellent we're so happy to be here thanks we're for having us so, so let's run through he, who each of you are and um your different parts in the in the in the show sure. so yeah. first up but we've got Share your parts. Phrasing. Phrasing. <laughs> First off, Emily Marsh. Yes. Hello, hello. Uh, my name is Emily Marsh, uh, playing Emily Connor in Mystery Science Theater Live, uh, the newest experiment. <laughs> T. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm then Freeze. I'm Mega Cynthia on GPC. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm Connor McGiffin. I play Tom Servo. And that's your real voice. <laughs> that's his <laughs> actual voice. Show your Tom voice. So how you switch. Oh, right. Okay, so this is my real voice. And this is my Tom voice. Look at that. <laughs> well done. That is some magic there. A little professional. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's true. Um, I'm Nate Beagle, and I play Crow T Robot. And uh, Nate, you have a local connection of sorts to here in Salt Lake. Um, BYU TV has a show called um, Nine Years to Neptune, and you were yeah. mulling, on, mulling on there. Yes, I was Captain Burke Mullen of the uh, the spy ship, uh, good ship Neptune. Um, yeah, he was a, uh, you know, now he's, you brought up his name, now I can't stop talking like this, so <laughs> now, thanks a lot. Because this is the way Crow's going to sound the for the show. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, nine years to Neptune on BYU TV. The, all that whole first season is there on BYUTV.org. Really fun, Ooh, really great. Little, yeah, they they say, it's funny when they they say, oh well, if you need puppets and space, I guess call Nate Beagle because that seems to be my my mo. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> I don't know whether he look at you or look at you through that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and we had Dallin Blankenship on a few episodes back. Oh, uh, yes. A phenomenal performer and amazing puppet builder. He designed and built all of those puppets for nine years to Neptune, and they are stunning. Yeah, they're, they're amazing. I, I'm hoping if, if a second season happens that I'm able to go over to the shop and, and, and check it out. Yes, you and me both. That would be great. <laughs> So um, my first question is, what is your earliest memory or experience with Mystery Science Theater 2000? All righty, I will begin. Um, this is usually, it's actually so fun. We usually do meet and greets before our shows. So this feels like our opportunity to have a recorded meet and greet yeah, for the there people. There we go. <laughs> um, so I first was introduced to the show uh, through my dad. Uh, he would definitely play it for me and my brother whenever my mom went out of town on business because my mother famously thinks of Mystery Science Theater as that stupid show you watch with your dad. Um, so that was my introduction to it. One of the earliest episodes and shorts I've watched was Attack of the Killer Shrews, which I still love, and Destination Venezuela, which is 
super super fun uh short i, I like highly recommend deep, that's a deep cut short not a lot of people bring that one up oh it's so good but it is so good so, it's so good it just happened to be on the dvd set we had yeah, yeah. i was like why did we watch these same episodes same so often gem. they're not even in the same season people don't even watch <laughs> dvd collections dvd you want uh i don't have a super interesting story i found it uh just fascinating in college going down a youtube wormhole <laughs> that's funny let it never be said the procrastination cannot bring you to follow that's your how dreams there we go listen to this <laughs> oh i'm so good at it Ooh, i think i do better when i procrastinate i gotta have i think that. i do too <laughs> you know it, it squeezes yeah. you like a coal into diamond yeah <laughs> diamond every time <laughs> Connor, I, uh, what about you? I discovered it as a wee babe uh, in my father's arms as well. Um, uh, my dad has a story about him holding me as he's watching Mystery Science Theater uh, on the comedy channel when it was the comedy channel. Uh, and then my first memory is watching it on the sci-fi channel with him, the episode Space Mutiny, um, which uh, like full on, like I think, it was the idea of nicknames and having and talking at the screen and watching my dad uh, wheeze in laughter, which was what like, oh, this is this is good. Yes, <laughs> I like this is good. And speaking of YouTube, um, after it got canceled, my local blockbuster that uh, was near my house only had two episodes. We don't talk about blockbuster. Um, uh, the show I thought was like a fever dream that I made up and then YouTube came along and people started uh, uploading episodes to it and I was like, this was real! <laughs> I knew! <laughs> didn't make it up! So your father passed along MSDPK and laugh. Yes, both, both. Connor has a great laugh. Both very, both pillars of yeah. my personality. <laughs> I mean, anytime I need a Tom DeLuise laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, he's gonna pee. He's yeah. gonna pee. <laughs> just Again. No. Oh, yeah. So you just got off the bus. He hasn't peed yet. That's true. It could happen, folks. It could happen. What about me? We don't talk about Blockbuster. Is that I was a store manager for Blockbuster for six years. Um, so that's like, whoa, it's like I have, I have flashbacks. Um, but uh, very similar story. I have. Uh, I found the show through my father. Um, my parents were, were separated, and whenever I would visit my dad in DC, he had the comedy channel was on his cable subscription. It wasn't on our cable subscription in Central Florida. So anytime we would go up there and visit, and Comedy Central was on, and I have that very distinct memory of seeing my dad just cry laughing, just weeping openly of laughter and saying like and just having that that connection so and the majority of the time i was laughing at him laughing at all of the jokes because they went right over my head as an eight-year-old um i think i'm trying to remember what you brought up like the very specific episode and i think it's the episode of tormented when oh the, what i remember vividly and i was watching my, i thought my dad I physically fell off of the couch laughing so hard it was one of those moments and they didn't do it often but it was just a scene they come guy comes in and he sits down and joel and the bots all go <laughs> as the guy sits into the couch and my dad just gone uh, and 
I was like, this is my kind of chef. For sure. uh, fart jokes. <laughs> yeah, the fart joke brought me in. And I've been a, a diehard fan ever since. Yeah. For sure. You get to do a fart joke in this show. I do. We do. We try to squeeze in a fart joke. <laughs> Unintended. <laughs> Unintended. Um, One might say there is a limited amount of fart <laughs> 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 loves a good fart joke. I don't care who you are. Um, but yeah, this show has very much informed my sense of humor, my my personality, and perpetuated my career as a puppeteer voice actor for sure. So. Where did each of you grow up and what what's some of your training that led you to this? Wait, let's go the opposite way. Yeah. Nate, go first. Nate. Oh my um, so I was born in, uh, and raised in uh, just south of DC in Northern Virginia, in Sterling, Virginia, actually the same hometown as Patton and Matt Oswald, um, which Matt and I, when we wrote uh, in on season 13, we got to got to be in a lot of like one-on-one -on -one rooms with Matt Oswald. And it was really fun. We kind of talked a lot about Sterling, Virginia. Oh, gosh, um, Nova business. Yeah, a lot of Nova business. Um, <laughs> that and, beltway traffic. Yeah. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> let's let's see this. Throw a like and subscribe for some beltway traffic. Um, so I uh, what I what? <laughs> um, for, but for me, my. I got bit by the puppet bug watching Fraggle Rock as a kid of the eighties. And it went from that, it was a light, I described it as a light switch moment where it was like, hey, I really love this. This is really fun, I'm enjoying this. So going, how do they do that? Like, I wanna know what's happening underneath, below the frame as it were. And so I literally just threw myself into every book that I could find about puppetry and learn how to build puppets and just followed that trajectory of, and the more I learned about puppetry, the more I engrossed I became in the performance aspect of it and wanted to incorporate that everywhere I could. I spent my formative uh, junior high and high school years in college in Central Florida, where my mom was living. And so there was no real puppetry outlet at that point. So I really followed the traditional um, scholastic speech and drama theater, musical theater route and incorporated puppetry elements whenever I could. Um, and cut to uh, after college, I made the sold all my, most of my possessions in my car and moved to New York and just in fully engulfed myself in the New York puppetry scene where I got involved with the Hanson Company and Sesame Street and met uh, and really just worked with everyone in that community, which helped just perpetuate my getting better and stronger and puppetry and voice work and all kind of led to this. Very nice. Yeah. Connor? <laughs> uh, in uh, uh, Dover, Delaware. Uh, so I am uh, a little bit familiar with uh, Nova politics. <laughs> um, uh, I started with uh, children's theater when I was eight. And at that point in my life, I decided, yep, this is what I'm going to do. It was literally like, this looks like fun. I'm going to, this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I'm going to do this. I, this is what I'll do. Um, so then after that came uh, uh, dancing lessons and then singing lessons. And then I decided musical theater is the hardest art form. I'm going to make that my life. So <laughs> I uh, auditioned for a bunch of programs again to the University of Michigan, uh, graduate in 2014, um, get this immense education because where I grew up, uh, I was it basically, I felt like a mercenary where I would like, okay, I have to go 
got to go to this specific location for dance. Then I got to drive an hour to go to this specific location for acting lessons. Then I got to drive back down for this You're month. scale yeah, models. Exactly. Like, <laughs> now I have to go back here. Do thirty hours. Be here. Yeah. Drive <laughs> there. Um, and uh, um, it was amazing that uh, all of these things could happen in one location. Um, <laughs> and uh, I graduated in, in 2014 and, and moved to New York and uh, experienced some uh, success touring around. And then um, my first time puppeteering was actually this show, um, which was- And the fact that basically you got the job because you didn't know what you were doing. That's exactly yeah. right. And as a result, we're more like <clears throat> doing things that no puppeteer would normally do, but that yeah. were incredibly exciting yeah. to Joel, watch. Joel literally said <laughs> during meet and greet, he was doing things with that puppet that nobody should do. <laughs> but I, oh boy. I liked, I liked what he brought, yeah. so I, I brought him in. That's my Joel, by the way. Yeah. Um, and so uh, when I first rolled into rehearsals, scared out of my brain, um, these three really uh, helped me not only uh, learn how to puppeteer so it looks like I've been doing it as long as they have, but how to do it in a way where I don't uh, tear my rotator cuff or <laughs> completely ruin uh, my posture or anything like that. So um, yeah, that's my story. And I'm sticking. When did the beard come in? Uh, beard came in when I lost my hair. Oh. <laughs> I didn't mean to bring that up. <laughs> go, you oh, yeah, go. Oh. <laughs> more about your hair. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm from Lanesboro, Minnesota, or outside of Lanesboro, Minnesota, which is a small town in southeast Minnesota. Um, I grew up on a dairy farm, and uh, <laughs> my um, <laughs> she's our resident Midwesterner. Yeah, we have yeah. time because we love it. We love it so much. Yeah. yeah, Yvonne's farm stories are the best things ever. It's incredible, incredible. Could did you ever cuddle with a cow in a bathtub on Christmas? <laughs> I don't think you did. Yvonne Freeze did. Yvonne Freeze. She's just better than all of us. Oh, uh, that's not true. <laughs> Hero the of the North. <laughs> the North remembers. Yeah. Yvonne Freeze. <laughs> um, no one knows who I am. <laughs> um, yeah, so I grew up on a dairy farm, um, and I was always quite crafty. I was always constantly making stuff. Um, I learned how to sew and I just like would put things together and try to make things easier on the farm slash more fun um, with my animals. Like one time, oh, I don't think I've told this one. Ooh, um, exclusive part. It's kind of sad. <gasps> oh, see how excited we all got? The the farm 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 stories stories. Are. So I have, I, I had a petting zoo, but um, part of the petting zoo was bunnies and so I had bunny rabbits and one unfortunately got snatched up by a hawk but fought and was dropped and got paralyzed so then I made, a, I made a little like wheelchair for his back it, like it was my pet like what else that, was I gonna do no that's beautiful that bunny yeah. is a hero yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so I was just always tinkering and stuff. Um, yeah, that's amazing. Uh, you were like you were like Pee Wee Herman on your farm, just like creating inventions to make <laughs> to make it all work better for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I didn't really know much about musical theater or anything. It just seems like a fun, fun 
thing to do. Except she had this like operatic voice that sang out into the night in the middle of the cornfield. Yeah, and she was well, like, I was gifted. Um, my first CD was Charlotte Church. And so I became obsessed with, I was like, I can sing like that. And I knew how to read music and stuff um, through church. And my mom's side of the family is very musical. And anyway, uh, so I thought I was going to go be a music teacher. Um, went to school, was, I almost said drafted. <laughs> just, yeah, I, exactly I, the same I feeling sometimes. I signed for basketball for a school in South Carolina. You're six feet tall. Yeah, uh, yeah, so I was recruited. Um, Allegedly seven foot four. Yeah. Oh, that's right, she said, yeah. We're, we're spreading that rumor. As far as the, yeah. the MST wiki is concerned, <laughs> yeah. she's seven four. Maybe even over eight feet. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's still growing. <laughs> oh, no. It's all that milk. <laughs> I do really enjoy a glass of cold milk after a show. She really does. I do. I had two last night. And un and like unironically, there's a lot of milk in this movie that we do on the live tour. Yeah. So it just kind of worked out serendipitously. Yeah. But anyway, I was recruited for basketball. Um, and it, I chose this school, Northern State University, because they allowed me to do both music and sports. Um, my sophomore year, my theater professor pulls me aside um, and is like, hey, we're adding a musical theater major. I think you'd be great for it. And I was like, why? <laughs> why would I do why? that? Why? Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, and he was what's, like, well, what's you your deal here? Yeah, you can put this into a career. And I was like, really? <laughs> I was like, oh, fine. I'll be a musical theater major and a music editor major. Um, We're starting it, and you're the only one in it. Yeah, no, no, there was a crew of people. But um, yeah, and then I started uh, my super senior year because I'm like yeah, I'm so smart you're fine super um I was driving in well mostly because I wasn't in basketball anymore I was driving in to Minneapolis to audition and my very first audition that I booked was a uh puppet uh puppetry little midwestern Minneapolis tour and then uh also a musical uh, an original musical and I moved to Minneapolis I uh, sublet a place for three months thinking, oh, and then I'll move someplace else. And then I stayed. <laughs> and yeah, I've been involved in the Minneapolis puppetry scene ever since. And yeah. My first city was I see hammers. Please hammer, don't hurt them. Yeah. Oh, you're born in the 80s? And that didn't inform my. Yeah. <laughs> I love that that. I think it, did. I think it informed you more than Maybe a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I have to look into that. You, that you that was my did. first CD too. <laughs> Was that your really? first CD too? Please yeah. hammer, don't hurt. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm embarrassed to say that my first one was a Smash Mouth CD. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like No Sister there, Psychic, but... an underrated track. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. 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 All Star got all the love, it's, but yeah, yeah. Sister Psychic, go look it up. That's the yeah. true meme. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to open the show with that song. There we go. <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy um so how i got into all of this uh, similar in ways to um everybody else's oh well i'm from the dc area i there's a metro stop in arlington virginia i live near there, there so that nova politics <laughs> that beltway that's, um, orange line? that's orange line, orange line silver, we got silver line now oh wow um, we have one stoplight in the entire county. <laughs> 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 
And it's a person standing there with a red, a red sign and a green sign. Oh, it's a good union Wearing job. Yellow. Good union job. Helps the kids cross um, the street and everything. But yeah. No, you're on your own there. Oh yeah, kids spend it for themselves. But um, this is why they don't let us hang out together. This is why we take interviews. It just goes goes off the rails. I'm sorry. Please, Nova politics. So my my Nova Nova childhood. Um, but no, I definitely was one of those kids who was like very painfully shy. And so it turned out I came home in third grade and had told my parents that I'd auditioned for an after-school theater program. And they were shocked because they had no idea that I had the capacity to speak in front of people. Um, but ever since then, I was totally hooked in third grade. It was doing a, like a little Shakespeare scene. And I remember that my teacher told me, she was like, on stage, you get to yell at people. And I went, what, really? And I really enjoyed getting to be loud in this safe space on stage versus scary life. Um, and so cut to, I went to Virginia Commonwealth University, which is in Richmond, Virginia for theater, uh, was mostly doing theater, had done some puppetry. Like I grew up going to puppet shows with Laneco with my grandfather, um, but was thinking it was gonna be traditional theater. But then senior year of college, we had done Avenue Q, at our school, which totally lit a fire under my butt. And I was like, this is so much fun. And I remember that we were doing a ton of workshops about what you're cast as. Uh, it's like, what do you look like? You're yeah. gonna play that thing. And I remember thinking, I was like, that's such a, that's such a small part of who I am. Like what I look like is so inconsequential <laughs> to like what I can do as a performer. And so a way out of that was, I was like, actually, I want to do that puppetry thing. That was really cool. Like, it didn't matter what I was. It was just what you could do and what you could sound like. Um, so I went to UPDAS, which is a big sort of theater conference on in Memphis, I believe. And there was a small puppetry company there that was auditioning called Madcap in Cincinnati. And I remember I was like, all I want is to audition for them and get called back. That's all I want. I want to work with them so bad. And they did not call me back. <laughs> and so then I probably went, well, you know what? I could pretend I wasn't at Uptas. They won't know. I'll just email them directly and just see if they're having auditions. And they were. And so they called me in to go to Cincinnati to audition, which I did. And then booked the job. So then the next seven months I spent traveling around in like a van in the polar vortex in the Midwest, <laughs> setting up puppet shows in like cafetoriums all over the Midwest. Wow. And man, oh man, it was such a fun job. Mm -hmm. I have such a soft spot in my heart for cafetorium shows. <laughs> I've done many of them in my career. Um, so that was when the puppetry bug first bit me back in 2013. And that is actually what I had been doing in New York, in Atlanta. And for this show, I actually auditioned as a puppeteer. There was no advertisement for like, oh, you would be a person. I was trying out for GPC to be a singing puppeteer. Then cut to being cast and they went, so you're not GPC, you're something else. We're kind of going to write that character. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And so even still now, I think people come to see the live show and they're like, wait, but I saw you. You weren't holding a puppet. Why did I see you? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I know it's. It's not my normal fair, you, did, you, you did get to be a puppet in the first tour. Yeah. I did technically get to cam, like puppeteer Cambot. The first and only puppeteer Cambot. It's yep. true. Officially credited. Yes. Yeah, it's maybe Cam is a seconds. she. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. it is true. And Joel was like, I think Cambot's a girl. <laughs> like, great. <laughs> Always watching, never speaking. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, that was the, the long track of puppeteering that then led me to being a performer with my face on this tour. <laughs> so uh, describe an average average day that you have a performance, like, you know, what time you go in for like auditions and sound checks, I'm mean, not auditions, but sound checks, right? You need rehearsals. Normally. That's what I like about well, I'd say that. Master tour. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Uh, we have an app for that. We have an app. <laughs> yeah, that our tour manager, uh, Lauren Harton, our phenomenal company and tour manager, has really has been our lifeline for the last two tours. And she's literally like, she's the mother, right? Oh, she's yeah. literally, we're all her children. And she takes Slash very, like very good care of us. Cool big sister. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, she. Everything is on this app. Yeah, we have this app that keeps us all. If if, if ever we have a question, we check check the app. Yeah. It's we're called Master. Master. Yeah. Here's how it works. we're not sponsored by. <laughs> not, yeah, we, we, <laughs> we need a sponsorship for this. Yeah. but no, I mean to Typical explain. Day. So basically, we sleep on a bus most of the time. I have to keep explaining this to my parents. They're like, "Oh, when are you driving?" And I'm like, "Mom, I've told you so many times. We sleep at night." Uh, and we have a full-time bus driver who basically his eight hour day is nighttime from like 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. to drive us where we need to go. Yeah. So I usually, I don't know about you guys, when I wake up, I pull up Google Maps as the first thing and go, where Same. are we? Mm -hmm. <laughs> are we going to step out into oncoming traffic when we leave <laughs> yeah. the bus? That's probably, I always look at the weather. I'm always oh, like, yeah. what, what is the weather? temperature is it today? Because right. yeah. you can't, you don't know from the temperature inside the bus what it's going to be like. Or, or, or the time of day. It's you're, we're in little coffin bunk beds. No yeah, all twelve of us sleep on this bus together. Yeah. So it is. Uh, we, we're literally we're in family. a time bubble. Like we yeah. don't know what time it is. We don't know what day it is. No. So, <laughs> so look at master. So we'll wake up and uh, we'll throw. We'll like uh, get our bags or what we need for the day. Go into the theater, put our stuff down, and then uh, if uh, uh, we are allowed to walk out of this particular city. Uh, thanks to COVID protocol, uh, we explore. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I would say it's, uh, so what's really nice is that basically we don't have to report for work until four o'clock, which is our sound check. Um, so, and before, basically your time until then is your own, but it is interesting that on the road, like you are unpacking every day, which is interesting. It's like, you're always dragging your toothbrush out from the bus, all of your clothes for that day. Um, I know personally that every city we can do this. I always try to find the nicest coffee shop nearby just to do a little bit of like walking around like a human, <laughs> like having a normal routine. Yeah. Um, this year I brought a bike. Brought a bike. Yeah. Yeah. Bike around. Yeah. The most important thing for the, the performers on a sh any show or any tour is to get out of the way. Yeah. It's true. And let While the crew, like, the especially show. for loading and stuff like that, the best thing you do is let them do their thing. And then when it's set and clear, then we can go out on stage to. Yeah. So do then, once, once the day uh, calls for, for us to come in, uh, we go in and we'll do sound check or we'll check the levels of uh, the movie and uh, the Songs. music. Yeah. Every, singing. House, every house is different. Every house has a different PA system and things like that. So our sound, light, our sound guy. Sound. And, and lighting. Every stage is different sizes. We've been yep. in theaters where we have barely any room outside of the puppet box. And then we've been in other places that are like huge, vast caverns. Yeah, and you yeah. walk on and you're like, 
know, yeah, guys, I don't know if there's enough room for us. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> we're a small show by comparison. We're not a very large show. We don't have a lot of stuff, but there have been some houses where I'm like, we're barely fitting on this stage. Yep. And we see other shows that have been there. Like, how did this show play on this stage? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and also during that time, uh, Nate and our, and our swing, Kelsey, um, check all the puppets, make sure they travel well, do some fixes that need to be fixed, um, mm -hmm. and then set up where them uh, where they need to be, stage right or stage left. Uh, then we do a meet and greet where people come and uh, ask us questions. We take pictures with them. Then we have dinner, and then after dinner, it's showtime. So we yeah. have uh, two hours of the show, and then after that, um, we all uh, pack up the puppets, throw our mics in the mic area, mm -hmm. change, and get right back on the bus. And have a good old, big old glass of cold milk. <laughs> <laughs> Milk. Yeah, that's the after party glasses and milk. Exactly. <laughs> forever. Yeah, I think literally last night though somebody did ask Yvonne when we were watching because we like to watch bus movies. Yeah. Um, because it's not enough to just watch bad movies for business. We also do it for pleasure. Yeah. That's how you know you're in the right line of work. It's true. Um, so I think last night we were watching a movie and Yvonne sat down with a big cup and somebody went, is that a huge cup of milk? Like, are you having coffee? And she's like, nope, just milk. Just <laughs> sweet, sweet milk. Keep yeah. your strong. <clears throat> yeah. I love it. I won't apologize. <laughs> <laughs> You wave that milk flag high. I do. Wave your milk flag high. <laughs> uh, we hate each other. <laughs> no, we do. We don't get along at all. Yeah. So when you're you were in Salt Lake, we had that big snowstorm, and there was that power yeah. issue during the show. Um, I love that you talk about that quite often. It was so People good. Ask, like. People ask us like, what was your most memorable moment on the road? And one of us yeah. brings up the magic of live theater. Yeah. Now, were you one of those people that thought that that was purposeful? Uh, for a moment, yeah. I'm like, yeah. what? What is that? And they're all waving. Oh, and really? like, yeah. <laughs> what a spectacle, man! I know. I yeah. wish we could do that. Go to every theater and be like, you Can have to drop the fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a whole like when that drops, there's so many things that have to happen because it's a safety thing. Right. It's not yeah. just a normal curtain. It's not supposed to come down ever except for, <laughs> the, so they have to like reset and yeah. like, okay, things call the fire department usually. Like, Wait, <laughs> and, there, and the reason it fell was because of a power surge. Power surge from yeah. the snow. To clarify, for anyone who's worried, there was yeah. no fire. There was no, no fire. fire. <laughs> But it's hilarious. The audience is out there laughing, and we are doing nothing. We, so we end up just like waving. That was my favorite thing. Just falling down, just like, down, like, and, just like oh. and they put our, our mic went out. Like everything went out, yeah. and then the fire curtain goes. And it's so funny. The audience is like, ha, 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 "Oh, those crazy kids! Yeah. You know, they're doing something." Silly. But backstage, it's madness. It's, it's chaos. Totally yeah. People are freaking out. Yeah. Stage yeah. managers running back. What is happening? Yeah. Local crews running around. Get off the stage! Get off the stage! Yeah. Our stage manager's like, get off! Yeah. I just kept on waving even to them. Yeah. I was okay. like, what's yeah. happening? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was, was a fun little magic of live theater. And then it was fun to go, all right, we're good, we're good. All right, and get back. Rise it back up. Yeah. It was, but I love that. Yeah, we've still heard people are like, I really thought that was part of the show. Yeah. It was hilarious. Yeah. I thought for a minute, then, and I'm like, no, that that sums up. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when it took a while to come back. 
And then yeah. how did you guys do with the snowstorm after? Did the bus not leave immediately? Oh, we, oh, were, no. we had to stay. Yeah. They scrambled to. Yeah, that is, that is something that uh, I know I'd never really thought about before, which is that we have, so we have a person, Brett is his name, who his full-time job is to keep all 12 of us alive while he drives <laughs> at night. Um, and so, as you might imagine, a huge like tour bus does not work well when driving in the snow, mm -hmm. just not its optimal driving yeah. situation. And that snow so, was wet and heavy. Wet too. and heavy. Yeah, it was it was a significant snowstorm. So that was the one circumstance where we could not drive that night. He couldn't even get out of the parking lot. Yeah. So we had to stay the night, wake up early and drive all day to get to Reno. Yeah. But then the crazy thing was that the weather followed us mm -hmm. because then that night there was a snowstorm because we had to drive from Reno all the way to Eugene, Oregon mm -hmm. and go over the mountains. And that ended up being like a crazy 1 a.m. to 2 p.m. or 3 p.m. Yeah. drive, so like yeah. on roads that were just covered in snow. And at one point they're like, you need chains. And we're just like, oh man, Brett, get us through. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the unsung hero of this tour is Brett, our Brett, bus driver. Brett Lawrence, keeping us alive. Keeping us alive and yeah. getting yeah. us to the next city. Because unfortunately we've only, we had to cancel two shows due to weather. Yeah, yeah. because the mountains had. The mountain, the roads were closed and the like, we just yeah. physically couldn't, couldn't get there. Missoula, Montana and Boise, Idaho. I yeah. think, I think they understand that they have some inclement weather <laughs> yes. every once in a while. Well, yeah, yeah. I, well, like they keep, this happened last tour too, where they booked a show over the mountain pass like in the winter in the winter yeah, and it's no. like the tours maybe, do tend to go out over winter yeah, time, maybe time. Let's, like, uh, do this more let's do a summer tour yeah, yeah. let's do yeah. spring spring summer yeah. spring, 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 spring fall yeah. <laughs> we'll be back let's do it year round <laughs> were there any other wacky stops like that do you guys remember the show where the sound was doubled? Oh, yeah. oh boy. Do you remember what city that was? I don't remember the city. Cincinnati. No, it was Cincinnati. Because I was so excited. We didn't go to Cincinnati last time. And that was like my formative years as a puppeteer. I was so poor and broke in Cincinnati. And She's I loved so it. So many interviews about it. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, Cincinnati's the best. Uh, and, and on that tour and on that show, in our first section of the movie, somehow the audio was playing twice with about like a two second delay. Yeah, it was so it was, twice. Yeah, so it's things like, hey, Joey, hey, Joey. And it wasn't syncing up with the video. One, one sync was with video, but there was audio just before it. Yeah. That wasn't matched with the video and audio. Right. It was, it was It went wild. on for the whole entire section. We sure did. It the went through the- first section. <laughs> and we made it work somehow. We, really we were did. just like, I've never had that moment where I think us as a group, we were just trying to like kind of continue like as normal. And then all of a sudden we're like, we've got to comment on this. Yeah. Now we just, <laughs> we've just got to make fun of this yeah. now. And uh, Cincinnati ate it up. They, yeah. they were such good sports. <laughs> really yeah. I mean, the good news is the first section of the film is a lot of music and a lot of- Silence. Yeah, it worked out yeah. for all the places that that could happen. Right, and it felt like a choice, like because <laughs> this the movie, spoiler alert, opens up with a funeral yeah. so it's like a, it feels like it's it's it feels like this weird artistic choice that Roland might have made where like the words of the of the pastor are just going over Joey's head and it's not hitting and he's sort of got this faraway stare and it's like that's an interesting choice Roland <laughs>
<laughs> but like then it gets into the schoolroom scene where there's a bunch of kids talking and the teacher is talking there's a lot of in- okay. points that we have to hit and like we can't understand a word they're saying but i think just interpreting as being like oh my gosh the mads have taken it to the next yeah. level yeah. they're really yeah. gonna melt our brains so yeah there was we were able to balance out because in the show we have riffs or jokes based on lines of dialogue, based on, uh, you know, visual moments and things like that. So I think we were able to uh, do the visual moment oh, yeah. jokes. Yeah, It was a lot of the, the dialogue driven jokes we kind of had to, to uh, play around with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes it a little more no, meta commentary. No, and you guys did great. Cause I remember being off stage and being like, what is happening? <laughs> and then like, I always bring them back in uh, for like the sketches. And I was like, all right, they're doing such a great job. What can I say to make sense of what they're saying? <laughs> It's, yeah. yeah, it's one of those, and we we sit there and we go. When we know something is going wrong, we're like, "Is it just going to keep going? Is it going to fix? Are yeah. they going to stop it and restart it?" On the last tour we did, there was a moment where we had a movie segment, uh, ended the movie segment, did the sketch segment, and went, "Oh, we got movie sign." Ran back to the movie segment, and they just replayed the same movie segment. <laughs> yeah. Done. Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. It was Brooklyn. It was very early on, that. and so that was. And Connor, we we were like. We all kind of like, uh, I think Joel was yeah. with us. Joel was with us. Yeah. And it was like, uh, and Connor just goes, Welcome to Purgatory, folks. And like that broke all the time. But they ended up stopping it and then kicking it back in. So you never know. We just kind of roll with the punches. Same with the curtain vinyl. What do we do? Let's just wave. Yeah. You know, just we smile don't have in ear. It's like a rock band or anything. So that's true. Yeah. That's true. Just it's just to... frantic people on the sidelines going, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, our like, stage manager. Like, I don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> on a scoot, I didn't, take, I didn't in. do baseball in school. I don't know all of these. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Things are getting me. Or it's like, hey, Yvonne, go roll, run on this, uh, roll this to Nate on a post-it note. And I was like, okay. Oh yeah, that's true. You've had me post. I'm like, I don't know what this means. Okay, thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's sort of it works in the show's favor because oh, yeah. it's sure. all a part of the. It's funny. <laughs> what makes it a part of the charm for us is something that we would deride in the movies that we rip. <laughs> it's like, that's a silly boom mic mistake. Right. Yeah. Meanwhile, when we do it, it's like, oh, look at those guys go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I told you so beautifully. Uh, it was a great quote. Oh, with uh, when we were filming, just, just summing up that it's like, you know, of course it, it's Mystery Science Theater 3000. Like we're all excited to be here, but also, it's just Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yeah. <laughs> just relax, right? It's literally in the show. Yeah. It's really yeah. just it's relax. Like they, you see the strings so yeah. much. Yeah. That's like part of the charm well, That's of what it, Joel so. said in our last story. It's like, it wouldn't be Mystery Science Theater if you didn't see the strings every now and then. <laughs> <Yeah>. so. <laughs> I think that is part of the time. The crowd really loves that when they love it. When, yeah. when things go wrong. When things, <laughs> things, go wrong. things go wrong. It also is like a unique experience, right? So like in Salt Lake City, we haven't yet had another fire curtain fall. Yeah. Like that's a completely unique experience. We will always them. remember Salt Lake City. Yeah. We will always we will remember always Cincinnati. Just recently in Orlando, yeah. I had a crow, one of his, uh, the puppet, oh, yeah. uh, his mouth basically broke. His mouth string that opens it was slowly like, uh, coming undone and so it just wasn't working anymore during the last sketch and he talks a lot in there and so I, I tried to like discreetly move my hand physically in his beak to like operate it like this and it wasn't happening and it was we're very well lit it was very obvious and I just had to lay into it yeah. and then just grab his and that jaw. was also where the guy grew up from laughing too much yeah. we, would like to we have a guy that laughed so hard he puked yeah. the best compliment we could ever receive <laughs> 
That's the next level above peeing yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it really is. I would say I would put that above peeing. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about bodily fluids being <laughs> laughter. Mystery Science Theater 3000. You'll puke. Yeah. <laughs> hold on to your fluids. <laughs> That's the next tour. That's it. Hold on to your fluids. Hold on to your fluids. We've been trying to figure yeah. out what the next tour is going to be. There it is. Hold on to your fluids. Oh, Mr. No. Science Theater 3000 Live, hold on this, to your fluids tour. Sending that to Joel right now. <laughs> <laughs> no context. No context. <laughs> Say Mr. Science Theater 3000 Live, mm. hold on to your fluids tour. No, just hold on to your fluids. Just hold on to your fluids. <laughs> oh, boy. So you, you each play uh, a character that has a previous, like, in, in, uh, what's the word? Incarnation. <laughs> Yeah. Describe how you prefer prepared with that. You know, speaking with the past performers, or you know, watching a ton of episodes. What was your prep? Oh, do you want to say it this one? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's one of for me being a super considering myself a very hardcore fan of the show since day one. Um, the show is very important to me and thus the characters are very important to me. And as a performer taking on another previous performer or multiple performers roles, I always, I've always wanted to approach it with a, a sincere level of respect for everything that has come before and every, every, every performer's um, skill set and little quirk and things that they brought to that character to make this character come al alive a little bit more. And so it's character continuity. So I, the character always comes first, you know, Crow, you know, knowing who Crow is and how he is with uh, the, his family and, and how uh, his personality, you know, has always been at the center of him. And I think, you know, and Trace as the originator of him really created that and then when Bill took over, added a little bit more of that like Brooklyn snarkiness to him, and he became a little bit more little, a little bit more wise guy, wisecracky um, than even um, with Trace. And then same thing with Hampton, and then Hampton brings a, a, a even like made him a little bit more, a little bit younger, a little bit more juvenile with the with all of that combined. And so I try to take a little piece of everybody and kind of blend it all together, and then add my own little um twists and 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 things for him as well to kind of bring him to life um so that he's recognizable but also he's unique to my performance as well so it's a weird it's a fun balancing act that's 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 daunting at times too because you know i consider these characters iconic characters so it's it's really important that um, but also nate and connor are just crow and tom <laughs> in humanoid form <laughs> I mean, it is funny when I like they grew up with this, and I think they became like they became their hero. <laughs> it's very strange. Yeah. <laughs> I I have a very strong memory of really having a a very strong uh, affinity for Tom. Yeah. Um, and be like, he would be cool. He would be a cool person to be. That would be fun. So I, and, it, it's how you became a dome. It's how I became a frosted dome myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it is when we got um in uh, the breakdown for the audition, each character uh, had a paragraph worth of materials that I think either Joel or Matt or both of them wrote to distill who the characters were. Um, and for Tom, they wrote, uh, he's 12 years old. 
uh, he, with the uh, voice of a matinee idol, uh, and he's very emotional. <laughs> um, and so it was like, okay, I can do all those things. And every um, uh, every iteration of Tom has their own way, just like Crow. Every iteration of Crow has their own way of expressing their own uh, um, character. So like. Uh, Crow's agent of chaos is different with uh, with Trace and Bill uh, and Hampton. Uh, Tom's emotional um, <laughs> immaturity is different with uh, Jay Elvis and uh, Kevin and Baron. Um, so I uh, also approached it in a way where I I I knew I couldn't uh, imitate Kevin's voice or Jay Elvis's or Baron's. But what's important with Tom is that he has to have a resonant voice. So building up that resonance um, and uh, fully doing a full vocal warm up, like I'm about to go in and do Les Mis for three hours. He really does. Having to do that so that Tom sounds right, because if his voice doesn't have that sort of power that each of the um, three performers that came before me did, then it's not going to feel like him. Um, and also being very, uh, um, uh, invested in something and when it doesn't happen being very upset like <laughs> going beyond um and uh, uh filling that with all the colors in the voice um and if you look back in the past you'll see every other version of tom has their way that they get really upset like baron gets really huffy uh uh uh, uh, uh jay elvis gets really whiny and then uh, Kevin goes through a Shakespearean tragedy, especially in the Canada song that happens. Um, I think it's, it's a roused hour. Yeah, it's during the final sacrifice. Yeah. Final sacrifice, um, where he just has a he has a full breakdown, and there are so many moments where he has a complete breakdown. Loses <laughs> it. And so, to, like to take that and be like, yes, that right there, that right there, that right there, and to create something that, while it might not sound just like the other guys. It is true to the core of who it is, who Tom is. Uh, yeah. Uh, so with GPC, formerly known as Gypsy, uh, surprise was voiced by a woman. <laughs> yeah. It was voiced by Jim, who did a great job. Um, but uh, yeah, she's really morphed. Um, she's probably the character that's changed the most. Totally. Yeah. Um, and thankfully. Yeah. Um, not just physically, but like her whole character has really grown and we've kind of attributed like I've had a lot of conversations with Joel about this just trying to do the character justice um and I do remember going into the audition and I was like so are we going for like Netflix or are we going for like do you want me to talk like this <laughs> like how do you want right. me Sad dragon or sassy lady? Yeah, yeah. Sassy Midwestern lady. Uh, sassy Midwestern lady. And he was like, oh, just use your voice. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to help that I was actually from Minnesota. Um, but yeah, uh, she's really grown and uh, she runs the ship. And so we kind of attributed it to her uh, being like an AI and just constantly learning more and becoming more and more evolved, mm -hmm. right? Um, and becoming better and more well-spoken throughout running the ship and being the beautiful robot that she is. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, kind of like trying to keep these two in line. Uh, <laughs> but, but also what's really cool about season 13 is that uh, at least with the sketches that we were able to shoot, there's a lot more of 
GPC is also an agent of chaos, like yes. Tom and Crow, yeah. which is going to be really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I'm thinking like, of one fun. sketch in particular, but I'm excited oh, for all of them. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah she, I think I know the one. She definitely has fun uh, and is able to join in more. Now, uh, particularly because we've redesigned her to be more um, compact, like Tom and Crow, like she can fit in easier, whereas before she was a giant child's right. car seat right <laughs> exactly. um, so it's not comparable to the other box yeah. so and with fit like, in the frame a lot better right yeah and uh for netflix they had a huge rig from above yeah so she was being puppeteered like almost marionette style from above um and with our own independent shoot now uh we can we don't have to worry about that like, and it's so good on the live show there. yvonne is such a phenomenal puppeteer and she gets to do these really cool things with gpc that you don't ever even see on the tv show through uh the 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 way that we have it the stage designed and her tube and she does all these really wonderful beautiful uh elements with gpc wow. in the box that her tube is going all because the whole idea is like you know her tube is kind of everywhere right it runs throughout yeah. the whole show and so she really gets to utilize that in the live show, which yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah. And she's come up with so many fun little things that she, it's almost like her tube is sentient <laughs> with along with her. And it's so do, fun. Yes. And it's a, and it's so like the GPC is in, in so many more of the sketches mm -hmm. and riffs a lot with them. And I love what you were just saying, like keeping us in line. She does these great moments. We get to riff together and whenever Tom and Crow are saying something a little off, she kind of gives them a look and goes, yeah, I I've caught you doing that a it's few awesome. times, and it's amazing. It's so she, great. she just kind of looks and goes, "Oh now, <laughs> like it's yeah. really, oh, it's oh you too. Yeah. It's really, yeah." It's, she, I'm it's, glad it's, you it's caught a, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> you didn't tell you that. I, I love that. So it's just really beautiful the 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 progression that has happened yeah. with GBC and that she's yeah she's a fan fave and so she yeah. deserves to be in a well, lot she's more an OG, yeah. she's an og yeah so, so really fun yeah it's just such an honor to like help develop who she is yeah yeah what was it like what stepping you? in the shoes yeah. of the, the jumpsuit oh, oh yeah i'm talking about camera what's so complicated i did i did really love Taking in the moments of those Cambot moments from the last live tour. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Uh -oh, this happens. Yeah. <laughs> broken. Um, no, I mean, I think for the for the host, which we should probably talk about. Oh, right. if there. we must. I guess so. Um, no, I, the thing that's wonderful about getting to be a host, but is also the most terrifying thing is that it gets to be so much of more of who you are. I mean, surprise, surprise, Joel Robinson is very close to Joel <laughs> Hodgson. Very true. He's not a, you're not gonna meet him and be like, wow, who's this guy? Hello, good evening, I'm Joel Hodgson. Yeah, <laughs> lovely to meet you. Oh boy. Um, and then the same is true of Jonah, the same is true, I, we haven't gotten the chance to meet Mike um, virtually yeah. or in person, but with Jonah, it's like they're, they're being themselves yeah. as a host character. Yeah, I think that's part and of the it, charm and a part of the connection that the audience can then have with them. Yeah. Totally, is you've gotta be like, there's a, as the only face that the audience is going to see, the only human, you kind of like, you are the grounding for all of these like chaos Muppets who are running all around you. <laughs> Uh, now the terrifying side of that is it very well could be you're like hey Emily stop being so Emily <laughs> and you're like oh great you take it down it right up. exactly I'm just me Surprise. I don't know 
Emily's really enjoyable. <laughs> but that's, you know, some people will be like, what's your approach to the host? And I'd be like, well, I guess to be me. And hopefully people will enjoy it. <laughs> and they say, boo! Well, yeah. And I can play your chaotic humanoid-esque like duo. So they can That's hate true. me. And then they can just love on Emily. <laughs> um, but but I did do a lot of thinking about the delivery of the show, especially with that, it's very deadpan, very can be tongue-in-cheek, has moments of being very heightened. But in general, the hosts seem to be kind of like the the base, the base level to bring everybody back to. Um, but, and I remember, I actually was very much getting in my head about delivering riffs or how I would do things like, how am I gonna deliver movie sign? Like, what is that gonna be like? And I think I was getting to the point where I was so overthinking it that it's the kind of thing that will keep you from doing anything. It just like paralyzes you with fear. And I loved being on set because Joel and Jonah were there the whole time we were filming. And Joel got to be there for the first time he let me riff on the live tour the last time. Um, so it's always been kind of under his supervision. But I remembered he's never really been one to give too much advice, which is really nice. But I remember on set just being like, Joel, like, do you have anything, you know, you, you have advice about like how to do the riffs or like, you know, just looking for some like pearls of wisdom from the man who made all of this. And he just goes, he's like, well, you think about it and then you say it. Sometimes it comes out the way you think and sometimes it doesn't, but you've done it. I was like, you thank go. you, Joel. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. So profound. So profound. And I think, uh, and the way we did a lot of the shooting was we did it all in one shot. Like doing sketches, it was, you had to do it from the beginning to the end, no cutaways or anything, yes. which was actually difficult to do, but also was the greatest gift because it meant that you couldn't think that much. Like doing the first host yeah. segment and going into movie sign, I've been thinking about how am I gonna deliver movie sign, but we had made the desk too tall for me. So it would only go up to like my chin. <laughs> so they put me on apple boxes. So I had to run into set on a trail of apple boxes and run out and try and not fall and kill myself. And so the direction was at the end of the sketch, you're just gonna scream movie sign and run out on this precarious like apple, box, apple trail. box trail. And so by the time we got to that part, it was just total chaos of screaming and I managed to run off and not die. And I am still so curious to see how so much, much of it turned out because I cannot emphasize how little planning went into it. <laughs> I followed Joel's advice. I just did it. And hopefully it it's came out great. some way. And that's acting, Barry. I guess so. I can't control it. So. My, my favorite moment with my son with about Jonah is, um, we were in San Diego and we walked past the, the comedy club there and Jonah's picture was in the window. And my son goes, that looks like Jonah. And I'm like, that is Jonah. <laughs> and it just blew his mind. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he did stand up, it was, it was hilarious. I know, and I love that there's like, there's, because the hosts always have their own names, I love that as a conceit now from having done the show, it just really brings a comfort to it where it's like, I'm not trying to deceive you. I'm not like Schmorbork on the planet of blah, blah, blah. It's like, but it's like, it's Emily. Like we have different last names, but I did. I do think of Tom and Crow as being like, it, it feels, it doesn't feel like I'm putting on a character because it's just like, hey, Emily, you're old. 
and I'd yeah. be like, bro, you yeah, did it again. <laughs> or like Jonah gets to be Jonah and Joel gets to be Joel. And yeah. it's, it's a nice, makes it very comfortable. And yeah, very comfortable. Yeah. So you talked about a lot of season 13 right there. What can you tell us? It exists. <laughs> March 4th, 2022. It will be the Into the Spider Verse of MST3K yeah. seasons because we have Joel and Jonah Universes and me in scenes together. Yeah. We can confirm that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The boss will be there. <laughs> there will be songs. We yep. can confirm there will be songs. Very musical season. It yeah. is very musical. Just like this tour. This tour is basically a little musical yeah, in and of itself. Um, all of the um, all of the movies are confirmed, uh, so that's awesome that those are all out there. So we can definitely we all wrote on different episodes in the seasons, and sometimes we wrote on episodes that we won't be in mm -hmm. for the season. Uh, so I know that I'm super curious to see a lot yeah, we're of. We're excited to see what made it into the oh, scripts, yeah. the final script. Oh yeah, I, so we still have to really film exciting. a couple, so yeah, 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 at the end of this. So. Well, I, I'm excited for it. Oh man, yeah, this 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 round of movies, yeah. it, it's, it's pretty great. But not yeah, not only the movies, but the shorts. The and shorts the, are the, really oh, the platform itself. The Gizmoplex is going to be continually getting materially Updating, added changing, yeah. and stuff. So it's it's be really exciting. exciting. And they we don't really know much about the the platform and how it really looks or what it's gonna you know. Because because we essentially like filmed our episodes and then, and they, then it was time to go to on the, the live room. tour. Bye. Um, so, Thank uh, you. Bye. Everything everything we're hearing for, on the grapevine is that everyone's really excited about it. They're yeah. really excited with the way it's shaping up. So yeah, yeah, and oh my gosh, and there's so many fun uh, fun props from our episodes. I know that I personally wanted to steal like ten oh, of yeah. the props yep. that we had on our season. Oh, yeah. There's just so much fun, like nerd antics and- Well, we even uh, had some uh, original people players um, helping make, so Bees from- uh, Bees. Yeah, made a bunch of the props and- Prop uh, Diva Bees. Yeah, and costumes for some for the of bots. the stuff we've already shot. Yeah, and for the live tour. So cool. Yeah, so that was really neat. Yeah, a lot of some of the original writers coming back yeah. to write on yeah. season 13. Mm -hmm. A lot of new writers from a lot of different places. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, we're saying this is this season has the largest group or culmination of writers that the show's ever had. Yeah. Um, probably, I want to say up to 30, 30 writers yeah. throughout yeah. the whole season, which is really incredible from all walks of life, life and careers. We have a lot of Emmy award-winning comedy writers, showrunners, showrunners, and things like that that are. Um, that are on the on all of these episodes and kind of scattered about. It's been nice. It's like mixing it up. And they've took us. We've been thankfully were dropped into a lot of these rooms for a lot of these movies and just kind of moved around. And it's just really nice to kind of shake things up. It keeps. I think it just it makes it fresh. It keeps everything. You know, every movie can have a new perspective. Somebody else is looking, watching this movie now and putting their yeah. perspective on it. And That's I think, um, yeah, it's going to be really. I think they're all going to be really fun. The shorts are wild this, this was, season, yeah. too. The shorts, I'm really excited about. <laughs> just, you, 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 like, where do they find these? There's a well, there's got to be a coronet well somewhere. <laughs> where they just dump that all That never of runs dry. It never <laughs> runs dry. But it's one of those you go, you're like, how haven't they not done this yet? Like, how is this? 
why, why are we blessed with this one? Yeah. But we're so glad we are. It's incredible. People went crazy when you start videoing from home. <laughs> show, <laughs> show all the monotonies of home and different walks of life. Yeah, they sure. became, yeah, everybody had a short. <laughs> I'll do soap work. Yeah, yeah, essentially, yeah. <laughs> Let's make a short about Let's it. Let's make a 15 minute short <laughs> about <laughs> soap. <laughs> Animal fat, yeah, all that, yeah. <laughs> um, how has it affected your regular movie viewing experience? <laughs> uh, well, it's an I was actually occupational hazard June time. for sure. Well, so the two moments I was thinking of are Swing Kelsey, who has come to join us for the live tour. <laughs> I remember I was talking to her about our bus movies because we watched Nell recently on the bus, and I asked Kelsey how she enjoyed it. And she went, "Well." You guys tend to talk a lot, so I probably would want to watch it again without you all. See yeah. if I liked it. Uh, and I was thinking about that last night. We watched Freeway, yeah. an interesting little movie. Uh, that Reese Witherspoon is fantastic. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Cool. Fun. Reese Witherspoon and Kiefer Sutherland. Very it's camp. Little Red um, Riding Hood. But yeah, and and then Roadhouse afterwards. And uh, yeah, double feature. Double feature night. <laughs> And yeah, it is true. I mean, there's a lot of constant commentary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just can't help it. Honestly, you just can't help it. And it doesn't help that we crack each other up so much. It's yeah. That just instigates the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. We feed each other. Yeah, it's, it's very true. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think my favorite moment recently where we went out in the world, we watched Dune during the rehearsal process. And there's a moment where it's Timothy Chalamet and the woman who plays his mother and they're changing yeah. out yeah. of their costumes. Oh yeah, Rebecca Ferguson. Yeah, into like their wetsuits or something. Yeah. And Connor just very audibly in this silent theater goes, mom, don't make this weird. <laughs> <laughs> On a beautiful movie. Beautiful movie, very in silent. Theater, yeah. Very silent. Cause she's staring at him. But it's just a moment. He turned Connor and be like, Connor, shut up! <laughs> like, shut we, up! All, we all saw Spider-Man together. Oh. And I think yeah. that one we were all pretty quiet at. It's true. Spider- it, That the, one we, we all kind of far from home. There was a lot of like, Connor and I sat next to each other and did a lot of this. Yeah, we did a lot of, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of shoulder like grabbing. So we did silent, silent communication. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I probably wouldn't watch a movie with us. No. <laughs> zero out of it's not ten. The first time, yeah, zero. <laughs> zero out of ten. Recommend negative stuff. I, I really enjoyed now with our commentary. I, 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 I thought we helped it. I thought we helped now. Day in the way. Day in the way. You guys should record them and just release it as a podcast. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, sorry. What was that? Sorry. You should record these commentaries and release it as a podcast. Oh. Step between our like demise. We'll never. Yeah. We won't be yeah. living with after that. Exactly. Because <laughs> this was just a house to get us for Guys, us. how about this? Let's riff life. Yeah. <laughs> That also happens. We're, that does. We're just the four of us walking down the street, shoulder to shoulder with microphones. Yeah. <laughs> I'm holding a laptop like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Wow, you're looking pretty stupid today. <laughs> Way to jaywalk there, bro. And that's an important part of the writing process. Not everything that comes out of your mouth is a good thing. No, like, no we've all bobbed. Oh, we've all yeah. bobbed in the writing yeah. process. But that's, yeah. that's how you know um. I've bombed on stage. This is true. 
That's how you grow. <laughs> oh my god. It's how you strengthen your skin. I mean, and like at least with um with uh Nate and I, if if Tom or Crow bomb, we have the the benefit of either the desk. We're like, ah, to it was hide. their fault. Yeah, yeah no, no. <laughs> you poor guys, you have to face the front of them. <laughs> I didn't uh, get a groan last night when I made a joke about uh, like we were in North Carolina and the our dresser, Karen, was telling me that there's oh, the minimum barbecue. of three barbecues, East, West, and oh, Lexington. Lexington. And I made a joke about East Carolina and I got a groan last night. And I was like, <laughs> move it on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh man. We are at about that hour mark, so I just got a, some quick bonus questions. Yeah, um, the first one is, what does creativity mean to you? Oh, I think creativity is finding a new solution. Mm. That's what I would say. A new way of doing things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, in the same vein, I think let your imagination run wild like like don't i think creativity just don't be afraid to you know don't let reality be yeah. keep you down like you can still live in reality but let your imagination take you to places that then all of a sudden you go oh well this would be a good idea mm -hmm. you know like and and also too i think like maybe us talking about bombing is that like creativity doesn't always have to be like good creativity right. it's, it's, yeah for like, sure man I think sometimes judging things before you even do them, you're like, well, that's a dumb idea. Yeah. And it's like, well, who cares? Just try doing Just it. Do it. And Just... maybe something good will happen. I think yeah. Joel definitely taught us that. It's yeah, like, for sure. sure. He always has five projects he's working yeah. on at any time. And you're never going to come out of the gate good yeah. at something if you've never done it before right? yeah. you know what i mean and rarely so just do it though yeah. like draw that creativity picture, is just doing that, it yeah. yeah like just do it like, yeah Nike just do it. it like if you're thinking Nike about new yeah creativity yes <laughs> if you're thinking about it like it's an idea that pops into your head why not try it mm -hmm. also like you learn something whether it goes well whether it goes poorly you learn something and you're like oh for sure <laughs> what doesn't kill you make you stronger yeah mm -hmm. but also like there's so many people out there that somebody's gonna like your thing, so why not give it a try? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, the only thing I have to add to that is I think it's a internal exploration. Love it. That, yeah, I like that. Next one is who is your favorite Muppet and why? <laughs> Janice. Yeah, Janice. <laughs> I always love Janice. Now, are we talking about actual Muppets or are we talking about Sesame Street oh Muppets? My yeah. God. The show Muppets or the Fraggles considered oh Muppets? Yes. yes. The Lee Jim Henson creation. <laughs> the dark crystals on the table is yes. what he's trying to say. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, I've always, my favorite Muppet always has been Grover from Sesame Street oh. um, because he is just one of those just, just constantly just he's a perpetual child but he's also perpetually sweet always wants to know what's always wants to learn things and um yeah and he's just yeah he's just so lovable and he's just got that adorable little gut on him that i've always loved yeah. i know grover's just always had the sensibility that i've yeah. just always loved he loves fun and he loves to learn and he's just sweet perpetually sweet and kind so grover's always been my favorite muppet as a kid. My wife can do a great Grover impression. Um, when my son was younger, she was reading 
uh, the monster at the end of the book and she kind of yes. had a cold amazing and, and she nailed it and and she can she can do it <laughs> so, it, <laughs> so spectacular. Uh, I would say uh, Michael Caine in a Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> Mike, Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Not all people. You just have to say his name. Um, but actually, I would say Sesame Street Big Bird. Growing up with, growing up with Big Bird, <laughs> like just, just this beautiful, wonderful, giant friend. Uh, and around Christmas time every year, I had a little tape cassette of. There was a Christmas story that starred Big Bird, and I can't remember the context of it, but I remember we listened to it every year, and it said, I want to listen to Big Bird. <laughs> so yeah. around Christmas every year, we'd pop in the yellow tape and listen to that Big That's Bird. That's the tape story. was yellow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So I'd say Big I Bird. I have some Sesame Street books on tape. Yeah. yeah. So good. Yeah, I love them. Yeah. They were narrated by Big Bird. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I love Big Bird. I'm on like record saying that um, <laughs> I want to be Big Bird. Um, she's it. One day she'll be the first out. female performer of Big Bird. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's eight feet tall. She can do it. Yeah. yeah, I love Big Bird. I also love Rizzo the Rat. I watched uh, <laughs> Rizzo. Rizzo yeah. is great. I, I just thought like his like little snide comments are just <laughs> like they're never acknowledged really, but he's always saying them. I'm just like, yeah, that me. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I'm gonna pick two, but they're both redheads. Um, so no, I at the same time love cannot choose between uh animal and beaker. I love both oh, of them those are solid. so much. They're like two sides of your personality. Basically, yeah. It's like a beaker day or is it like is a it? animal day? Because one of, I, don't, I just love any sketch for Animal just like destroys the drum set. <laughs> it's so amazing. And then the Beaker, like Beaker, Beaker, that puppet is so expressive yeah. for having almost nothing that articulates yep. in that face. Like just from eye movements alone and eyebrows, just mm -hmm. like, mm. and which I guess actually is true of both of them. They don't have mm -hmm. that much articulation on their faces. Animal, animal can confer yeah. his brow yeah. and, open his, and close them. Yeah. Beaker is just, just a ping pong ball. It's just the eyes, just the so bulging eyes. Yeah. And it's a little like both. Yeah. Oh. And then lastly, in the movie of your life, who would you want to play you? Oh, yeah. Movie of your life. <laughs> Me. I don't want to send anybody else through this misery. I'm just gonna... <laughs> Don't do it. It's misery. No, every time someone asks for like my ID, I'm always like, I promise you, nobody wants to steal my identity. Don't tempt them, Yvonne. Can we see your ID? Sure. Wait, you go to a bar. Can I see your ID? No one wants to be me. Yeah. I, I'm legally required <laughs> to ask for your ID. I want Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al Yankovic oh, yes. to play me, but then I will do the ADR and do the dance. <laughs> I'll do the Brilliant, voice. brilliant. Guys, I would like Linda Hamilton to play my Oh, oh yeah. Yes. And take all kinds of artistic liberties. Yes. yes. Like out of the womb does like a roll forward. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. 
is like, let's start life. <laughs> let's do this. Yeah. Come on, world. Invasion USA would also, <laughs> that's the tone I want that my is. movie. Yeah. My biopic so her, her new favorite movie is Chuck Norris's <sighs> Invasion USA it's from so 1985. Good. Oh, man. It's one of our bus movies. Yeah. Highly was, recommend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so many fake bullets. Uh, Paul Giamatti. <gasps> and the title of my movie would be The Ill Equipped Pursuit of the Misconceived. Oh, nice. <laughs> you know what? That. Julia Child. Yeah. <laughs> She's not even an actor. Let's do a seance. Bring her back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. not an actor or alive. No. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I think Meryl Streep as Julia Child as you. Yeah. Meryl Streep as Julia Child as yeah. you fall for me. Or Dan Aykroyd as Julia Child. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <My life. laughs> yeah. <Deep> cuts. <laughs> John Cleese. John Cleese. Yes! <laughs> John Cleese in the Yvonne Free story. Yeah. I'll watch John Cleese drink milk for two hours. So. <laughs> That's it. That's all it's just him drinking milk for two hours in a room in. in a well-lit room. Just <laughs> yep, in natural light. <laughs> oh goodness. So what, what shows do you have left on the tour? Oh man. Oh, yeah. oh, I know yeah. this is our last film, our last week of tours. Worcester. Worcester. Worcester, Schenectady, New York, and Red Bay. Philly, Worcester, Schenectady, New York, and Red Bay. Two Bank. cities that are hard to say right next to Schenectady, each other. Schenectady, New York, and Manhattan. Yeah, she's uh, crazy. Also, there might be a blizzard in a couple days. Woo-hoo! Oh, really? Uh-huh. Yeah, apparently, we'll there might be snow oh, or okay. inland. So, Fun. hopefully, not on the coast. You brought your Midwestern I weather with you. Yeah, we've had some, <laughs> like even in Texas and Florida, it was cold. Iguanas are falling out of the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Mass hysteria. <laughs> but yes, five more shows to catch yeah. us. That is it. So sad. I know, I know just what it's gonna like, say. We've had a lot of fun with this one. On. We've had a lot of fun with this one. Yvonne, Yvonne had this really great story out of one of the main greets of like, what was one of your favorite moments of the tour? And it was like, when we all got to see each other again in oh person after almost two years of yeah. not so seeing true. each other. Because um, yeah, COVID hit right after we kind of, you know, the in the middle of uh, yeah. the great cheesy movie circus, yeah. right in March. And then we hadn't seen each other since from March of 2020 yeah. till uh, October of 2021. Of 2021. So yeah. it was really nice to just all oh, finally group hug each other. Really yeah. Nice. Like you have outside legs. Of, outside of I Zoom. Know. Yeah. So that was a real special moment. But yeah, this tour has been amazing. We had a really bla- a, a blast. Did you see the last one? The Great Cheesy Movie? No. We did, uh, when we were in Salt Lake City, we did, I feel like we did No Retreat. We, no did, we did No Retreat. No Surrender. Um, which is, which holds a very special place in our heart because as our first movie that we did on tour. But this one has been pretty spectacular across the board as like a solid. And the fans have been so amazing and vocally on social media about how, how much fun they've, even, you know, saying that it's funnier than the last one, which is supremely high praise, because last one was really funny. Yes. <laughs> um, so good. Our, our fans have been super welcoming, because, yeah. you know, we're all relatively new to uh, the world of MST3K, and everybody's been really, so far, accepting all of us. For sure, sticking with us through all the People who watch all the Kickstarter That's videos. That's what I mean, through all the YouTube streams. So and kind and... Jackbox oh games. Yeah, and so we're very fortunate to us. have a good group of fans. Friends. 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 They are our friends. Oh, friends. 
Hashtag friends. Well, thank you guys. I'd like to do this again on the other side of uh, season 13, if we could. And uh, for sure. Yeah, once the episodes start rolling out, we'll start talking more about We might all be Hollywood elites by then, though. So <laughs> you're going to have to catch our manager and see if our schedules are running. Not me. Time. I'll just be or, doing a sound. Or the so. opposite. <laughs> We're in the streets. Yeah. Connor's still on the bus. <laughs> He's been for seven months. He's in hibernation. Yeah. Oh, could you guys give my son a shout out? His name's Glenn. Glennon. 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 Like John Lennon. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. We'll have yeah. to give him a shout out. All right. All right. Ready? Right now? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Three, Three, two, two one. one. Hey, hey Lennon! Lennon! What are you doing? What time is it? Should you be in bed right now? Is your mom having a birthday? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is. That's where we're going to brunch. Birthday. You can play this for him every year on his birthday. There we go. Thank you guys. That's good. Awesome. All right. <laughs> Happy birthday, Lennon. Whatever day that may Yay! be. <laughs> December 20th. Happy birthday. Yeah. Enjoy high school graduation, college graduation, <laughs> your marriage, yeah. your first child. Welcome to the birth of your first child. Welcome to retirement. <laughs> Nicely done. Did you get that gold watch? Make sure it fits. Welcome to the workforce. <laughs> go out there and make some dreams come true, Lennon. Mm -hmm. Be good. Or will. Very disappointed. <laughs> oh, I wasn't gonna say kill you. That was a mystery science interrupt. Believe in magic, or I'll kill you. That was a, that was a reference, Lennon. We are not going to kill you. My God, David! <laughs> David! Stab her in the eyes! Stab her in the neck right now! She'll go to God! Oh no, we're spiraling. Oh no, we're, we're quoting all the episodes down the drain. Trophy, <laughs> you can get stupid things. Oh man! All right, go shower, go eat, go roam the city. <laughs> and I, I've got to go take my wife to breakfast brunch. So, yay! Happy birthday! All right, I'll see you guys later. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us, Dylan. Podcast is done, man. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>